Today's guest is Rajini Ravindran. She was a legally immigrated from India in 2011. She fell in love with America so much that she gave up her Indian citizenship to become an American. She's a divorced single mother of three children, a domestic violence survivor, and a homeless survivor. She previously worked as a registered nurse and a certified midwife. In 2021, she decided to go to UW-Stevens Point to pursue a bachelor's degree in political science and a certificate in international relations. In the spring of 2023, she traveled to Washington, D.C. as part of a degree program where she met several politicians, policymakers, and lobbyists. She learned very quickly how deep the need is for improvement in our political system. Many of the policymakers she met in D.C. were there for 20, 30, or even 40 years. She confidently says in Washington, D.C., it needs new people with new ideas. Rajani states, after praying to God about what I saw, I felt that the Lord was leading me to be part of the solution, to bring the perspective of regular people and regular moms in Washington, D.C. Rajani is a born-again Christian, and she has a website that you can go to. It is rajani4ussenate.com. R-E-J-A-N-I-F-O-R-U-S-S-E-N-A-T-E dot com. So please join me in welcoming Rajani to the program. Welcome to the Cheryl and Shirley show. And today my guest is Rajani Ravindran, and uh, she is uh, running for U.S. Senate. And I'm excited to have her on today. So, and I know that she has a cold too. We've both been suffering from one. We've been trying to get together here for a while. So welcome, Rajani, and thank you for coming on the Cheryl and Shirley Show. Thank you so much for having me, Cheryl. I'm excited to get a chance to talk to you. So yeah, why don't you introduce yourself to the guests and uh, talk a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get started. My name is Rajani Ravindran. I am immigrated from India to United States in 2011, and I became a U.S. citizen in 2015. I am a college student in UW Stevens Point. Right now, I am majoring in political science and international relations. I am the chair of the UW Stevens Point College Republicans. I'm a single mother. I have three children, 11, 10, and 5-year-old. I decided to run for the U.S. Senate to make a change to bring the perspective of regular moms to the Washington, D.C. Well, that's awesome. I, I think that's <laughs> something that we really could use out in D.C. is regular moms and regular working people and, and get back to some common sense because it's just crazy. And I did notice in your literature that you have that many of these people making <coughs> our policies have been there 20, 30, and 40 years. And that's so true. And well, then I sent you some questions and I kind of wanted to see uh, what your thoughts were on these. And what do you think sets you apart from the sitting senator and any other candidates that are running? Why should the people out here choose you when they go to vote? Because I believe that I have a genuine love for the country and the people of America. See, many people have become United States citizens because they were born in this nation. But to me, I chose to be an American. I, I have the desire. I am determined to protect our children and families. When you ask about the sitting senator, Tammy Baldwin, so far, the person is in politics for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And there is really nothing to show up. No, no achievements, no effective bills to show up. Mm -hmm. And all we have is this, she is 
working her way to establish her agenda this woke agenda which is polluting our children school system families i have friends those who are going through difficult situation because their children are coming from school and are and doubting whether they are girl or a boy and the family is going through immense stress some of them are threatening the parents that they are suicidal because they've been told to tell the parents that they are suicidal so that they can get the surgery castration castration and sterilization all these kind of stuff no you go ahead i i just wanted to say that i mean that's horrendous i i can't even imagine children you know who is the adult in the room the parent yeah and it is just like uh, school systems are now really per- i don't want to say all the school system some of them are really perverted they are just cutting out the parents from the middle it's acting like a parents have no right but these teachers those who are indoctrinating these children they can do whatever they they want to do with the children's life more than the parents acting like the parents do not know what is best for the children but these teachers are the one knows what is best for the children i spoke with a person a gentleman in juno county when he was speaking to me he was crying because mm-hmm. he said that his friends daughter she was only 11 year old she came home doubting whether she is a girl or a boy mm. and the child ended up suiciding 11 year old oh my god the ma- the man was crying when he was these things are happening in our society these things are happening in my best friend's life mm. so so these are the thing we need to understand that tammy baldwin is not advocating for the best interest of the children or the families she has chosen a lifestyle that is her business we have nothing to do with that her choice she has to live but the problem is that when they try to establish that agenda in our lives and in our children's life forcing us to accept that way of life there is the problem comes so yes. at some point we have to step put our foot down and said no and this is the time for that i read the uh, uh, latest wisconsin right now had an article couple days before that was talking about how Tammy Baldwin was advocating for castration and sterilization surgeries of children this is nothing but sexual mutilation these children they do not have the capacity to understand what they are doing these children are not mature enough in their brain to make a solid decision for their life what i am saying that at least leave our children alone until they get 18 when they can decide see like always i say you cannot even get a beer until you are 21 but you can get a gender trans trans surgery when you are 10 11 and 12 what in the world we are living in yeah, what is fine. going on here because there is no point of return if someone has a beer before 18 they can still quit but if a child get a gender trans transition surgery or the castration or sterilization their life is gone they, it is no point of return most of them ended up in suicidal attempt or end end their life so these are the thing these social issues are very important for me because i am a mother i am right. a mother i care about my children and i care about others children i care about the families that is what separates me from the current senator tammy baldwin i totally agree with everything you pretty much said i i sit here and i think to myself what has happened to us <clears throat> it just seems that we have no common sense anymore there's no common sense uh because it does not 
not make sense to me that an 11 year old little girl would come home and say she's a boy and think she's a boy and everybody at school goes along with that, tries to kill herself or kills herself. I, I just find it so hard to believe that that's what's happening to our children right now. And it is such a mixed up area. And COVID didn't help. That's, How about, another, that's yeah. another whole story. Yes, it is. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe <laughs> the next time. How about if you name me? Obviously, this is one of your hot issues, the the gender information and what's going on out there issue. Oh, name, so you asked you, two questions, I think. You asked, oh, I did. Yeah. The, and what, what separates you from the other candidates that are running? So it's just like, see, one thing I think that separates me is I'm a critical thinker. And because of the background where I am coming from as a domestic violence survivor and a single mom and being a student, I have the ability to handle high stress environment and I can fulfill the difficult task in an efficient manner. That is one thing. I believe that life experience is very important. Life experience matters because the people with a life, a solid life experience are capable to make solid decisions. My life experience is just like I can fit into any shoes. Most, almost, almost any shoes I can fit into. I immigrated from India, a third world country. And I can clearly see where this country is heading to. I will be able to make the change, uh, support a bill or with whatever authority I have, I will be able to use it because I already know where I came from and where this country is heading to. So in that way, I can be very effective. I was raised in India. I was raised in my aunt's family farm. We had we had animals and we had rice field. Selling milk was the main source of income. So I know the issues farmers faces, blue-collar workers' faces. I know the issues because I grew up in that way. I know as an immigrant, what is the issues immigrants face in this country? I can really relate with them and understand their problems and their issues. I know how minority feels because I am a minority. So I know how the minority feels in this country. And, oh, and when it comes to my life, I'm a single mom. Out there are a lot of single moms. They are struggling to raise their children, struggling to put the food on the table. Most of them are students. And some of the, them are not students, but working class, blue collar workers. I'm a single mom. I can fit into their shoes very well. I'm a student and I work with the young demographic. That is something that most of the people are a failure. Most of the people do not know how to work with a younger demographic, how to have a conversation with a younger de demographic or how to reach out to them. But I do all these things. I am the chair of the College Republicans in UW Stevens Point. I work with the younger demographic. I have a good relationship with them. I reach out to them. That is an, and being a student, I know what kind of struggles a student is going through, what is their concerns about their future. Most of them are worried about whether they are going to get a good job when they get graduated. Because of the economic pattern we are following through in this country, all this kind of stuff, I am a domestic violence survivor. Or one way or the other way, most of the people in Wisconsin or in the United States go through certain one kind of violence at least. Maybe it is a sexual violence, maybe it's a physical violence, maybe it's an emotional violence, maybe it is verbal abuse. But these all create the same kind of effect almost. So as a domestic violence, I am a survivor. As a domestic violence survivor, I understand the problems of all these people and I can well fit into these shoes. I started my life from Family Crisis Center in Stevens Point. 
when my 10 year old domestic violence marriage ended i became homeless with my three children ended up in family crisis center i picked up my life from family crisis center so i know what is homelessness i know what is hunger and i can well relate with the people those are going through that situation i can very well fit into their shoes from that family crisis center i moved into a public housing so i know how the people feels when they have to raise their children in a public housing and then from there i became a new homeowner and with that responsibilities i worked in a restaurant as a waitress dishwasher janitor and a cashier i know how the people those who are those who work as a waitress dishwasher janitor cashier these blue collar workers their struggles their problems what they are going through in their daily life and i can fit that shoes very well i so, think you gave quite a detailed answer so why don't we maybe move on to like some of the issues obviously you've even talked about some of the issues already that mm-hmm. you must be very passionate about and what you would focus on obviously families children blue collar as well as uh, all people i mean and you're working with the youth which is um pretty impressive i i know that in this day and age it is hard to talk to someone very young and the college experience is very different now compared to what it was when i was in the financial part of it as well we don't have quite the um indoctrination that we have now compared to when i was in school quite a difference i feel like right now truthfully that we're living back in the late 60s and 70s truthfully that's what it feels like to me being an american citizen growing up here and going through everything that i went through and let's talk about you know are there other issues that you are would like to focus on when you're there or did we hit some of those issues would you like to go on to something else or it's up to you whatever the people want to know i am willing to talk about these all things i just speaks my mind right i do right. not prepare for a speech no i know that's perfect that's okay i like extemporaneous that's kind of how i am i just like to give people a little heads up of what we would be talking about so, you know and and honestly these are things that people do ask me about you know when they when we talk about candidates they ask me these questions but i think you went over those issues definitely very clearly and obviously immigration because you're an immigrant a legal immigrant let's point that out very impressive and what you've come <laughs> from i mean you have a huge background in a quite the bio when we go on about the wars you have such a different insight by being from a different country and coming here as a legal immigrant so i kind of wonder how you are about the wars do you support you and and let's separate them ukraine and israel because they are very different what do you think about ukraine first how about if we do that and then we can go to israel i do not support any more funding for the ukraine war we have given already 75 billion taxpayer dollars to Ukraine already with the humanitarian crisis financial support and military support we have given it is almost just now it is like we are funding an overseas war it's been going quite a long time honestly with the current administration at least i cannot get into the truth of the fact thinking about uh, hunter biden's laptop and uh, hunter biden having this uh, 5 million dollars coming from some electric company from ukraine all these kind of thing is not not adding up not only that let me talk about our national debt we have such a big national debt 35 trillion dollars mm-hmm. and we have no money for anything yep. we don't we are talking about some people are talking about okay we'll raise the taxes okay where are the people are going to go how they are going to live the taxes is already 
pretty pretty high we are taxing it is not like we do not have a tax income we have a good tax income but we are not using the taxes in an efficient manner manner the problem is spending we have to cut down the spending and we have done enough for the ukraine there if we can stop funding that war i believe that they will come to the table both sides and they will find a solution to end the war in an effective manner because we are funding it that is the reason it is an ongoing war you could be totally right i kind of tend to think that that there's no communication on trying to even sit down and have talks and i do think part of that is the fact that it's like a money bucket you know it's yeah. got a bunch of holes in it and we just keep pouring money in it sort of like our public education system i and heard it that it's really good i don't want to say i heard i read it in the news that uh, ukrainian prime minister sold Ukrainian black soil to one of the American company. Black soil is the richest soil. That is the future of Ukraine. Why did he sold that to an American company? Well, I can tell you that history has shown that Ukraine is not really a just not an honest country. They've had issues for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, They and do. yeah, we've been dealing with that and you know pouring money in there and who knows where that money has gone because there's no accountability. I think that's part of why now people are starting to say I'm not really supporting this anymore. I mean, we're seeing that with politicians as well as a regular American citizens. We're like, we can't help our people on the streets. We can't help our own homeless. But yet we're going to do this, plus bring people in from the southern border. And now I understand they're coming, shipping them up to Canada and they're coming through the northern border, too. So there's issues everywhere. Let's talk about Israel then a little bit, because I, what happened there was atrocious and shocking to the whole world. But it seems like uh, our college campuses are not in a lot of media. And it just seems so strange to me that we would total racism. I'm sorry, but it's racism to me. Eliminating a Jewish population is unbelievable. And what they did was totally horrendous. I kind of wondered what you think about Israel. And, you know, Israel hasn't really asked for a whole lot of help. And what we do with them is not the same as what we've done with Ukraine. See, my thing, opinion. The thing is that uh, Israel is the only democratic nation in the Middle East. And Israel is our ally since the beginning. Mm-hmm. It is just like uh, is how terrorists, I don't want to characterize anyone, but the terrorists will call that Israel is a Satan and uh, America is the big Satan. Because mm-hmm. of our friendship and I, our cry to each other. Talking about the war in Israel, before that we have to mention about how that uh, crisis situation originated in Israel. It is because of the unwise management of current administration. Biden administration. They gave $6 billion. Again, it is U.S. taxpayer dollars. $6 billion to Iran mm-hmm. for that. What kind of deal that anyway? It is just, it is fooling the people. It does not make any sense. The, the current administration, either they are doing it knowingly, otherwise they are lacking common sense. They send that $6 billion to Iran. Right away, Iran funded Hamas and gave them permission to attack Israel. So basically, who is the source of problem here? We. America is the source of, if that $6 billion would have spent in the country for the betterment of our own people, this situation will not have existed now. Creating chaos in the other part of the world would not have happened. The thing is, this is a two different scenario and a two different situation. One 
happening in Israel is a humanitarian crisis right now and we have to support that. I am all for Israel. I support Israel. Another thing we have to understand that Israel is not the only one fighting against terrorism. We do too. Mm-hmm. If we won't help Israel to fight against terrorism right now, they are going to come here too. Once they they try to do with Israel, they are going to come here too. So they did not, before. That's exactly we, what yeah, they did before. Yeah, that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah. We should not forget about 9-11. We should not. Well, it seems like we've forgotten about the Holocaust. Everything I mean, that, that's what I see is I see people have forgotten and history does usually repeat itself. That's what I think is so tragic right now that we're that witnessing not, something that I don't want to see again. I just don't. That, that is an another thing, uh, Cheryl. That is, that is there, the education matters. What did Hitler say? Give me the textbooks and I will control the nation. Yeah. Young children, young generation are the future of a nation. Why do you think this woke agenda is there castrating the children, sexually mutilating the children, wrecking their body permanently? Why? Because America will be destroyed within. We will not have a generation to rise up and defend the country. Why do you think the Federal Department of Education is sending these gay, lesbian, all these woke agenda books to the school system because to cripple the children mentally, incapacitate them mentally and physically. That is what this agenda is going through the school books. It's spreading everywhere. They are controlling the minds of the children through these books. It is so evil. What is happening is so sad. That is the reason I mentioned at some point we have to say enough is enough. We need to put our foot down. I do and feel it, like that. I do feel like the tide is turning. I feel that way. Yes. I tide is, that. The yeah. tide will turn if each one of us can stand up. Right. The, see, the courage is contagious. Yes. We well, have I, to understand that. I can tell you right now, I will not use... Um, any of the information, uh, whatever pronouns, any of it. If you are a man dressed as a woman, you're still a man. Yes. Uh, you know, if That's you want to dress like a woman, be my guest, I guess, because the world has come to that. It's odd. I think there could be some issues there, maybe mentally. I'm not saying everyone. I'm not saying that there's not one person in the, out there that has gender dysphoria, because I believe it is something. But mm-hmm. I also know that we can't keep letting this happen where a man can walk into the same restroom that I'm in. Dressed like a woman, I don't care what he's dressed like. I don't want him in there with me. No offense. That's how I feel. And I don't want, if I had a a daughter or granddaughter, which I don't have right now, I have one son, I have a daughter-in-law. I don't want her in a restroom somewhere and some man walks in dressed like a woman or partly dressed like a woman or whatever. And then something happens. You just, we do not know what's going on in people's heads anymore. This, This stuff is nonsense and it has to stop. And with our elected officials supporting it, I mean, on the media everywhere, they support it, many of them. And I'm not saying Republican. I'm not saying Democrat. I'm just saying there are some people out there that support this. And it is atrocious to normal citizens. If you look at polling that's been done, there's like 80% of us that think it's a little bit odd and we don't like it. All of a sudden we have this like fad. You know, when I was growing up, we had a fad of go-go boots and miniskirts. Now the fad is, let me wear a binder to school and act like I'm a boy or dress like a girl when you're a boy. I, and nobody does anything about it. Our area where I live right now, there is a young man that comes to school dressed as a cat. He meows, he walks on all fours, he licks his hands, his paws, whatever. And they allow it to happen and they say it's not disruptive. Well, I'm telling you, that is disruptive. And it's in the public education system. When you can't even get that to stop, you know, you experiment when you're in that age. 
I mean, from middle school on, it's kind of you're growing, you're questioning, you know, changing, your body changes. To destroy it, to do things to it is just horrible. And to allow it to happen, if it's made where a school does not even have to tell a parent, that's totally unacceptable. Unacceptable. The parents are the parents. I'm sorry. And some of these parents go right along with it thinking that it's like, you know, just a fad. I guess like smoking dope was just a fad. Things like that. This is, of course, me saying it. I wanted to um, make sure that we talked a little bit about this too, because this was something that really opened my eyes. Refugees that are going to be resettled in the Eau Claire, uh, Wisconsin Mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And people are a little bit in an uproar about that. And they're from Somalia because what happens is if there's 75 initial, then they get to bring four of their or five of their family members uh, eventually. And the next thing you know, you have three, a settlement of three to 500 that do not want to assimilate into our country. Mm. Mm. There are people that are really disturbed by this. And and actually, it's a Christian group that did it. It's a World Relief Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. They did it without conferring with elected officials. And this could affect up to like a 100 mile radius around Eau Claire. And I fall in that as well as many other areas. My problem with that and why I'm questioning is how you feel about that and all. Number one, I I don't want to be like, you know, slammed as some kind of a crazy racist because I'm not. It's just that if you want to come to our country like you yourself, you have become an American citizen. If you want to come and assimilate and become American, do that. You're welcome. And get a job and, you know, pay your taxes just like we do. This where we get these uh, refugees just brought in from another country. And it's a culture shock. It has to be. And then I've seen what it's done in Minnesota. I mean, that's where Elian Omar comes from, Mm -hmm. is a Somalia, you know, refugee area. We see what she is like. Mm -hmm. I don't really want that in Wisconsin. Are they trying to turn Wisconsin into Minnesota? I'm not sure. But I want to make sure that anyone that is elected stands up for the American citizens' rights. To me, it it is like a taxation without representation Mm -hmm. because they are using the federal tax federal money uh, to bring these uh, refugees to here. People should have a say in it because people are paying the tax. At least their representatives should be informed, should have a meeting. It has to be a it has to be a well-informed thing. Just like again you said, I do not know whether you know about it. Somalia, one of the one of the big Christian persecution happened in Somalia and a lot of Christians were slaughtered there. Do you are you familiar about that? I'm not super familiar over that. No, but I have no, heard that. Not any time, not any time in the near future, well before that. Okay. There okay, is yes. always Christian and Islam, Muslim and Christian Christian fights are there. But you know that Christians are just like a, a pacific, pacifist, you know. So they are they are not harmful. So I do not know what kind of the people are coming. Again, like you said, we have not provided with any information who these people are coming, what kind of the religion or what kind of the background these people are coming. We don't, do not know nothing. And uh, I do believe... See, I am an immigrant. I am a woman of color. I am not a racist. I have no incentive to be a racist. There is no reason to be a racist. But when you talk about the fact, you need to talk about the fact. When you talk about the truth, you have to stand for the truth. I am be. I am not taking any any sides. I am not saying no or yes. I would say that when somebody come into my neighborhood, I should be well informed who is coming into my neighborhood. I should be well. well 
well informed way before it happens i should have a voice in that matter because they are coming into my neighborhood this is going to be a problem for both the refugees and both the residents because if then they cannot go get along well it wouldn't be a good thing at all again yeah. i agree with you about ilhan omar look at what is rashida tlaib is doing yes i know it's disgusting it's it is, terrible it is really sad situation but it's she will happening. continue she will continue to get elected because of the people that have come into that community thinking about what is happening in palestinia right now right. palestine right now mm-hmm. who knows who will be the refugee coming here correct and that's my that's concern. my concern mine too same thing i just don't want to i mean we already know we have sleeper cells of uh, yeah. terrorists in united states so we already know that <laughs> i know and every citizen has to be aware and has to pay attention it's not like it was when i was a kid that's all there is to it <laughs> it is just like you know what happened in israel is really sad they burned the babies I know. they they raped the babies uh, raped the children and women before they killed them before they mm-hmm. beheaded them you know what they did parachuted to I the know. crowd I and saw that. they they disarmed all the vehicle all the cars yeah. so that they they could make sure that none of them will be escape it was, so it, it, was, was it was a mass murder it was a mass murder a cruel mass murder totally in a horrendous act. Yes. And, and these and people they, are evil. When you hear a phone conversation of one of them calling his mother and telling her that he killed at least 10 Jews with his hands, you, there's no fixing that. There is no fixing that. Because, you know, it's a, it is a religious belief among them. Yes. If they yes. kill the Jews, they can directly go to heaven. Right. And then it's the same thing for us. You know, they feel the same way about America, Americans as they do. The thing the is Jewish. that every non-Islam is an infidel. Yeah, infidel means unbeliever. Yes. So there is no problem in killing an un- un- infidel. It's shocking to me, I guess, you know, different, different cultures. But see, the thing is, another thing we have to understand that I am not uh, characterizing any any muslims here see even though these kind of terrorists i am talking about the terrorist yes me I too i am no i am not talking about a secular muslim i no, am not no me because neither because i am t- terrorism any form or shape is wrong whether Correct. it is islamic or any other religion terrorism is a wrong thing because it harms the society and harms the people when i am not talking about the secular muslims i not at all there is good people good people in that absolutely. religion too absolutely. but then i stand against what happened rashida tlaib was uh, uh, flying a palestinian flag in in front of her office that's a little too much yes. and the people in madison uh, uw madison is cheering for the martyrs those those who killed the babies those who raped and beheaded the babies like heroes they were like hero that is wrong yes these things are i am standing against again when we come back to this refugee issue we do not know who these people are or where they are coming from honestly i don't even know whether we could believe anything this administration saying yeah i have to agree with you there that's for sure all right well let's move on to one of my last questions here is um how would you handle the fiscal situation our country is facing and obviously we've talked a little about that too we've talked about all kinds of different things through this i definitely want to thank you for being honest and open about it because it's very important that people hear that the financial situation that we've been facing and we did talk about the 35 trillion that were in in debt and how are we ever going to get out of that it's sort of like you know when i when i have my checkbook at home and i've spent everything that i can spend you know paid my bills and then it's sort of like okay can't spend any more sure <laughs> when is that ever going to happen to our government it just seems like they keep on piling more and more and more the citizens it's on their backs and their children and our grandchildren and i don't even have grandchildren yet and i still think about that what would you do or what are your thoughts on 
how we can get that under control. First, I will close and secure the border so we can stop the illegal immigration. We do not have money for our own people. We don't want so many more people coming in and taking the resources. So that is one thing. And then I will stop funding overseas war. Just like again, I said 75 billion only gone to Ukraine. That could have been used here. I'll stop funding the overseas war. The main thing is we have to bring the manufacturing job back to America. Right now, our economy is very bad. Stock market is kind of crashing here. We have people, so many people are still in a government aid. We, If we can create job, good paying job, people will be able to take care of they, themselves, their family, their health care. So we have to bring back the manufacturing job. Also, we have to be energy independent. So much of the money we are wasting, we are giving to um, Middle East for oil. We don't have it to do that. We have our own resources here. We are we shut down our resources, our oil wells and paying somebody else to drill more oil and buying that with our money. When we already have our own resources here. So we have to be start drilling again and we have to be energy uh, efficient. Also, I, I do not think we need a federal department of education. Honestly, we have a lot of unwanted agencies. We have to cut down those unwanted agencies. EPA is uh, spraying $2 billion a year up in the air. Mm. They are using a federal department of education. We do not know, need. They only do it. What they are doing is they are making their agenda into the life of our children. We don't need that. States can do better job than Federal Department of Education. And we do not, I don't know why do we even need a Department of Justice. I don't understand what they are doing. These are the things I would like to see cutting down and shaking down unwanted agencies, stopping the illegal immigration, stop funding the overseas wars, securing the border, bringing the manufacturing job back to America and become energy independent. These will bring a lot of revenue and this will cut down the spending. That's what I believe. Well, I think that's um, hits it right on the head. And if you could do even 50% of that, it would be a much better looking economy than what we have right now. I just want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And can you tell people how they can, how and where they can get hold of you and find out more information, where they can donate or volunteer or help out in some way? Actually, we are putting together a website that be up and running by by the end of this week and uh, i have a facebook page that is rejani for us senate you Why can don't you spell that spell that for people that is r is in romeo e is in echo j is in james a is in annie n is in nancy i is in indigo number four us senate okay. that is my facebook page you can get all the updates from my facebook page so you can reach me at rejani senate at gmail.com. I have a Twitter page as well, Regeni for Senate, and I have an Instagram, Regeni for US Senate as well. You can reach me all these ways, and uh, I'll be here to answer any questions. And we are all, this is a grassroots movement, and we are always looking for funding and volunteers. So, so can, they, can they donate um, via your website when you get it running, or is yes. there... Okay. Yes, we will have a uh, donate button in the website. And when the website is done, I would be publishing that in my Facebook page, which is Regeni for US Senate. So you can get that. So best way to get to me right now is my email and my Facebook page. You can message, do messenger, ask me questions, 
If you want to know more about me, I am willing to explain. Thank okay, you. Great. Well, hey, thanks, Rajani. Um, it was great talking to you. And I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know you're very busy. And I know, like I said, you've been suffering from a cold. And I think we did pretty good, both of us suffering from a cold. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Cheryl. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, you have a great day. And thank you for listening to The Cheryl and Shirley Show. Be sure to like and share. And any comments, please leave them. I always like that. And I'll talk to you soon. Uh, take care, Rajani. Good luck. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Hey.